Keep some money in my pocket if you wanna blow it. I don't save any. Oh no. Naughty, naughty, cool Yeah. You already know. Oh yeah. What time? Oh yeah. It is. It is time for Florida's favorite sports podcast. Worst. Jewelry podcast. I'm gonna tell you the name of that podcast. It's over there, Captain. You wanna know the name of the podcast? Not really. The Giants. This podcast is known as Balls. Close. I was close like shit. A sports podcast. Hey, we're in. Welcome to Ball Sports Podcast. It is the podcast with balls about balls. All about all balls. Kinds of balls. Big balls. Little balls. Little balls. Yellow balls. Big blue balls. balls. Rectangular balls. Small balls. 3D balls, three dimensional, four dimensional, two dimensional balls that you'll find on like a 16 bit or 32 bit video game system. Like a Super Nintendo or a Sega Genesis. It's balls. Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. When I was that um, broke, man, I couldn't picture this. All right, y'all. Episode 50. Five. Dion Buchanan. Okay. Telvin Smith. Okay. Mike Singletary. Okay. Um, Greg Anthony. Um, is Brable fifty? Yes, he is. Brable is fifty. Hey, hey, right here. You feel me? <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, Dylan. I'm here. Uh, currently, have Ryan Shazier. Okay. Damn, we saw him. We saw Shazier for real. Uh, but we didn't. We didn't finish. Justin Houston. I wouldn't have got Houston. Linebacker for the Chiefs, but he's nice. Sean Lee. Snake Lee. Snake Lee. Snake Lee was good. And KJ Wright, linebacker for the Seahawks. KJ is number 50. Okay. Mookie Betts. Easy word. Number 50. Oh, I had to get that one in. I was like, there's one I'm missing. I'm sure there's more that I'm missing that I'll say along the show. But that's that. Hey, man. I like that. I'm here. Shout out to the 50s. 5-0. Speaking of 50, shout out to uh, one of our faithful listeners, Trey Ferguson. It's his birthday today. He's 50th. It's 50th birthday. Yo, old ass bitch. Get on your old dirty half a century old ass. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Shout out to Trey. That's our uh, line brother from the University of Miami. 50 years old, man. Hey, live it up, bro. Live it up. Shout out to his uh, podcast. Young. He has a podcast. Its name escapes me right now. I think it's like RFX Movement or something like that. And that was almost a bar. You think so? <laughs> nah, I think that's. <laughs> nah, we're going we gonna to get to it right now. I'm telling you, just give me a second. Anyway, we're going to give you your plug. We're going to move on. But shout out to Trey on his birthday. Um, so. You know we gotta play America's favorite game show. You know he's putting the music in, so you don't have to do it. He purposely put it in to where he's off, so he just is louder. Yeah, I I could probably put the volume down or something. But anyway, time for America's favorite game show. The game show where one has got to go. One's got to go. What is the name of this? Game show? 
One's gotta go. Okay. One's gotta go. One's gotta go. And I got a good one for you, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and germs, germs and ladies. One of these, one of these hurt and tortured fan bases oh, has got to go. <laughs> okay. First, you have the Detroit Lions. Mm. Okay. Winners of a couple of NFL championships, mm-hmm. but since the Super Bowl era has commenced, they've had one playoff win in 1991 against the Dallas Cowboys. Damn. That's the only that playoff hurts. win that they've had. Okay. Beyond that, they just haven't won any playoff games. I'm rolling. All right, that's, that's one. Next, we have the Cleveland Browns. Haven't made it to the playoffs since 2002. That is the longest playoff drought in the NFL. I believe second longest in the major sports in the United States. Since 1999, they have had 28, I repeat, 28 starting QBs. Shit. Okay. Next up, we've got the Sacramento Kings. The Sacramento Kings. The Kings. I'm not done. Kings. They have gone 12 seasons without making it to the playoffs. Each one of those 12 years, they've had a lottery pick. Each year, the lottery pick has not done much of anything. They're the only NBA franchise with 3,000 losses. Holy shit. Kings. 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 I didn't know that. Had you not said that, I would have said the Lions. I have one more. Can't say the Lions. Why? I'll tell you why in a second. Next up is the Seattle Mariners. The Seattle Mariners in their history, as a matter of fact, let's just change that. Seattle sports fans, period. Mm -hmm. The Mariners have never made it to the World Series. And as of right now, they have the longest playoff drought in major sports since 2001, I believe, is the last time they've been to the playoffs. Also, remember that the Seattle Supersonics, I mean, they have the Seahawks, so I guess that's fair. Mm -hmm. But the Seattle Supersonics moved and became the Oklahoma City Thunder. When they moved, the year that they did move, they had a rookie of the year by the name of Russell Westbrook. Kevin Durant. Ooh, bitch. The next year, when they moved to Oklahoma City Thunder, they draft Russell Westbrook. <laughs> the next year after that, they get... They to the finals. James Harden. James Harden. Then two years after that, they go to the finals. Jeez. So all of that could have been for <sighs> the Seattle Supersonics. I still got to roll with the Kings. Kings. Kings? Yeah, I got Kings because Seattle got Russ. They got the 12th man. They got the Seahawks. They had the Benjamin Duboom. Yeah. Uh, What was another team? Cleveland Mad Dead. Cleveland, I'm sorry. They're Mad Dead. They're on Hard Knocks. Y'all got something to root for this year. I gave it to you. The Lions. They seem boring to me. That's the only reason I was going to say the Lions before you said the Kings. The Lions just seems kind of boring. Matt Patricia's over there. But the real reason is they just picked up Sigma out of Bowling Green. Theo Redding, spring 17, and he is seven. He is seven? Oh, it can't be the Lions. It can't be the Lions. <laughs> and he's five. He's five? Yeah, I looked up his college tape. That boy pretty decent. 
So you're 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 saying he got mob as wide receiver on the on the on the lines right now. That's lit. All right. So next up, we're gonna do MVP seasons. Okay. We have. Everybody not allowed to say Brady. We have the 2007. This is the NBA. This is the 2017 Harden MVP year. So one of these years has to go. Has to go. The 2016 Westbrook MVP year. The 2015 Curry MVP year, when he had the unanimous... It's because he went back-to-back, back, so we're going to do the unanimous vote. And the 2013 Kevin Durant MVP year. One has got to go. Well, the two, you said the 2013... KD MVP year, when KD won it with the, with the Thunder. I'm going to say Russ. I'm going to say KD... They didn't win the championship that year, and everybody else is too crazy. Kato and Russell won his with a triple double average in the triple double that year. Oh, Steph Curry, sure. I forgot about that. Steph Curry, Steph, Steph, Curry, Steph, Curry had, Steph Curry reinvented basketball his year, and James Harden just turned up another level this recent year. So KD, I don't even remember KD's, and they didn't win. I I personally am gonna say that. Oh, for the first one, I, I was I was gonna go with Sacramento Kings also. But second one, I'm, I'm gonna go with Harden. Harden's gotta go. Just because just because KD's MVP year was bananas. He snapped that year. I, I believe Westbrook was hurt for like ten games or fifteen games, and he went on a little triple double spree himself. I just remember watching him that year and being like, "Yo, he's the cheat code." That's when I started calling him the cheat code because I was like, "Yo, it's registering to me that this man is seven foot." And moves like a six footer, with the wingspan that he has, and he's a lot better of a defender than people give him credit for. No, he's not on an all NBA defensive team or whatever, but he's he's a good defender. Right. Um. So that's my choice. You're sticking with Westbrook? No, nah, no, nah, I'm rolling with KD. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I forgot about that. That triple double. Shit. So we've got the 2017 Tom Brady MVP year, the 2016 Matt Ryan MVP year. The 2015 Cam Newton MVP year and the 2014 Aaron Rodgers MVP year. Matt Ryan, Ryan got to go. Matt that was Ryan. Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> that was so good. Matt, Matt Ryan's got to go. That was, that was, that was Kyle Shanahan and who but, <laughs> but if you want an interesting tidbit on that, with the exception of 2014, the 2015, the 2016, and the 2017 NFL MVPs all lost in the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers lost in the NFC Championship game when he was ahead by like four touchdowns or something like that, and they came back to win. The Seahawks did. I just want to take this moment to let everybody know in two weeks on our uh, one year that will be going into week one of the NFL, we're going to do all of our picks, our early, like before the season starts, picks as far as who's going to win the end of the year awards. Okay. Cool. So just be on the lookout. And also, we should take this time. See another throw. So take this time to announce that we will be having the inaugural year of the Balls Fantasy Football League. Draft will be next week. More details coming soon. We'll be having the people who are in the league come through, hang out, give us some tidbits, let us know how they feel about their team, so on and so forth. So we're really excited about that. And... Our episodes are going to start having little subtitles and stuff now. I'm excited nice. about that, too. All right. I think that's Do you it. have any more? I do. I have one more. Okay. I have one more. I have one more. 
So, you are essentially like DJ Khaled, right? And you're putting together a compilation album. Alright? So this isn't sports related? This is technically sports related because rappers want to be hoopers and hoopers want to be rappers. Bad. So anyway, or ballers or whatever, sure. right? Whatever. You so you have, I cannot believe I put that. Oh no, that was autocorrect, but whatever. Anyway, we'll get to that later. You are putting together a song. Okay. Alright? And this song, you have the full right to go and get one of these four rappers in their prime. I'm talking about in their prime. Oh, so not one's gotta go, you have to choose one. No, 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 one's gotta go. You're making, you're making a song with these features. You got three features. Oh, you got so you're four saying, rappers. So all these people are gonna be collabing except for one of them. Except for one. And it's in their prime. I mean, when they were at their best, when they were snapping on features, mixtapes, okay. albums, all that. I'm ready. All right, number one, Ludacris. Number two, Lil Wayne. Number three, T.I. And number four, Young Jeezy, who's in this note as Young Jersey. <laughs> Jeezy, just because they saw you. I just, I just have to say, this is really hard for me. Jeezy, like this is like... High school, like my foundation was built on these four guys. This Jeez. is the crap. It's the crap. Jeezy, I never saw the wing like that. Boy, it hurts me to say I agree with Jeezy. I, 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 that's tough. That's really tough for me. Um, yeah, it's tough for me too. Um, it, 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 it's gonna be him and Tia. But what? But here's that thing. Like for me. For me, but I'm not gonna start TI. For me, Luda and Tip were my two favorite artists for a long time. Wayne, Wayne, and Wayne was like, and Wayne was like number three for me. It, it comes between Jeezy and Ludacris for me. Um, but it's Jeezy though. It, it is Jeezy, but see, here's here's the thing, bro. Here's the thing. Jeezy, Jeezy's songs, like the content and everything how it's put together, like his music is just so good, right? However, I uh, Ludacris was snapping. So I'm I'm thinking about it like <clears throat> it's either word of mouth chicken and beer Ludacris or TM 102 TM 103 Jeezy. Don't forget TM 101. Yeah, but 101 101 is he came out. And for me, that when, was a fire when your first when your first album comes out in this five, I need a little bit more work. So 102 103 was like albums. The reason Jeezy out is because when you talk about collab, Jeezy can't. Right, and that's what that's what's right. yeah. in my mind too. So I probably have to go with Jeezy. Jeezy's got to go. Hey, you my dog. But you gotta go. But you, you gotta, gotta go. Get that out here. And and that's it for America's favorite game show. One's gotta go. Thank wait, you for being wait, willing participants. Wait, 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 collab King. Facts. You would have been out of there too, man. Hey, I ain't gonna lie, King <laughs> was. Well, actually, what solidified it, King had me like, all right, this man is here. But Paper Trail oh, yeah. is really what had me. And I was out number five, too. Mm-hmm. So it was the fifth album that got you. Like, I liked, I liked yeah. his, I liked his work prior. I liked well, his, technically, that was the sixth album. Yeah, I liked his work before. <laughs> I remember you. But I felt like. Are <laughs> you just seeing the camera? Just, just showing. The nigga, you don't know. Right, your direction. That nigga shit used to be 
Lame. One more time, one more time for this. You know. That nigga used to spaz. With his hat on, like, <laughs> on the side of his face. Yeah, like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I liked his previous work, but when he got to King and Paper Show, that's when he started making a lot more songs that was out of the trap. And I was like, yo. No, I was just, I thought he's he out of because he started using big ass words for no reason. <laughs> you live it like me, you know, exaggeration necessary. We live evolutionary. He's the best bitch, Derry. Nothing in the Dairy. Yeah, shut up. So you're mad now because he you mad because he, 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 he got a big lexicon? Does? You mad because he found a thesaurus? Don't want the jail. I mean, he found a thesaurus and took off. Thesaurus and dictionary. Webster was his best friend. All right, so. So, moving on, we got a brand new segment that we're starting this week. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of foreheads. Um. It is going to be the dad joke of the week. Oh, let's do it. Oh, yeah. So every week, I'm going to be giving you guys a dad joke of the week. This week's dad joke of the week is brought to you by Insert Sponsor Here. We don't have any sponsors yet, but if we did, this is where we talk about your shit. Dad, you size me while I was trying to do my little <laughs> shit. It's too late now. <laughs> oh, wait, we do have sponsors. Litten gang. Hell no. <laughs> We ain't signing up. That's where the fun's at. Right. I'm trying to get him on this. Got you, got you. So we could have got like twenty dollars today. All right. So this week's (laughs) this week's dad joke is. Oh, say last promotion. What do you call? What do you call a professional cameraman? I see. I see. Ready? (laughs) What do you call a fake noodle? An impasta. <laughs> Moving right along to the NFL. The NFL. That joke was fool, man. You should probably do like flip the camera. I, I'm not right now. I don't He's feel really like bad at it. <laughs> See, I feel like I had it on y'all every time. I can't do it. He's like over here looking at the light. Why don't you flip the camera? I don't know how to do it on this. See, it doesn't work like that. There should be a... Jesus, amateurs, old guys. See? Right, oh. right. Oh, exactly. yeah. did you just... Oh, oh yeah, exactly. Oh. The N-A-F-A... I don't the camera. Now she's in the camera. The... For those for I'm those people for those people who are lost and don't know what's going on yeah, for our listeners, we just got an Instagram TV channel and we're taking some content and putting it onto video for all of our people that follow us on Instagram. So shout out to everybody that follows us on Instagram. Y'all are the truth. I'm about to go to hooks after this. It's gonna be closed by the time we're gonna be in there. Alright, so, start things off, uh, preseason update. But where's my um, agenda? I hate, I literally <laughs> handed the agenda to Dylan this week. You can't say shit, Nels, you saw it. I no, did, proof. I did see it. Was no okay. So, was Dylan finally has his agenda. You got no proof. Now, uh, preseason week two is in the books. Um, coming up this week is the most important preseason game for a lot of teams. This is where they're going to play their starters the majority of the time. Um, usually the first half the starters will play. Um, so this is where we're going to get our first look at the actual schemes these teams are going to be running and stuff 
Uh, but in the past weeks, we've seen some decent things, especially after these rookie quarterbacks. Um, I think it's been clear so far the only person who is the clear starter is Josh Allen, considering A.J. McCarron's down with an injury, and I don't know who the other uh, Bills quarterback is, but he's full mammy. So Isn't it Peterman? Yeah, Nathan Peterman. It's Peterman. Nathan Peterman. So it's looking like he's the only one who's clear-cut to start week one. Um, now, Sam Darnold has been playing well. However, Teddy Bridgewater is doing really good. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have seen his, his tape and stuff. Teddy I balls. do think they're going to trade him. Right. I think that's inevitable at this point. I think they're just trying to get him some, some good playing time so he can get something good for him. Yep, I saw that coming. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, Dylan just dropped the camera. There's always got to be Dylan doing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me. That was Maxwell. Shit. Like the little brother we never wanted. Wow. He doesn't mean that, ladies and gentlemen. Not, why are you doing this again? It's gonna, the same thing's about to happen. It only happened because I moved it, Buddha. Okay, so. <laughs> anyways. Um, as much as I would like to say Lamar is going to start, Flacco's been playing really well in preseason two, and he hasn't. They're gonna they're gonna start Flacco. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's inevitable. If you're point. unless unless he goes down with an injury, I said it's. Um, I'm so happy that we're getting this recorded, so everybody who has no idea what's going on can get this. Bro, you're gonna crack my tile, bro. So anyway, just stop trying to say it. Just hold the shit. So check me out. I'm gonna crack your tile. Yeah, you're gonna crack the tile. Really? Yeah. You ever seen tile crack before? Yes. So anyway, Joe Flacco is gonna be the starter because you kind of want. You're still paying Flacco a lot of money. And ja- and 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 Lamar Jackson was a. Uh, he was already uh, an investment anyway. So he was like a long-term investment that they wanted to, to kind of have calls that they made better. I think he'll definitely see a lot of field time. I do. I think yeah. he's going to see a lot of field time. He's going to see a lot of play time. However, if we're going to talk about who's going to be starting, anybody who had field dreams of Lamar Jackson can kill it now. Yeah. Lamar Jackson is already doing his job fivefold because Flacco is playing on a level that we haven't seen in a really long he's time. He's doing what Alex Smith did last year. Yeah, you know, for a while, the first half of the season, people were like, "Alex Smith is having an MVP type season." That's because he's feeling that pressure of that young gun behind him. Exactly. So, that's, so I mean, he, Flacco will probably have a good year this year. I do think it'll still be his last year in Baltimore. They'll and, they'll, uh, they'll eventually let him go. Yeah. If not this year, definitely the next. Yeah. Um, I mean, RG three's been playing well too. I could see him potentially getting traded somewhere else, and, and unless I, they keep him on the roster for the year. And sticking with the Jets, I'm gonna be honest too. <laughs> if the Jets let go of Teddy Bridgewater, it's dumb on their it's part. It's stupid on their part. They're not about to do that. There's a lot of rumors out there saying that they will. For like the Jaguars need to trade for him because the, there's rumors the Jets want Dante Fowler. That could be an easy trade. Dante Fowler for Teddy Bridgewater. I would easily do that as the Jaguars. I would do. I would definitely do Man, that. Why not? It's a good look. Why why not? Not? Because because if, if Blake folds, which we know he will, Teddy can come in. Yep. I like it. And Teddy would run well in that offense. Exactly. In the second one, we call in dedicated fans, ask their opinion about that. 
I would like that, actually. I would like that also. We'll put that on the docket for next time. Indeed. Ching, ching. Hey, while you're doing cameraman, you probably want to play around with the light a little bit because... It's darker than a bit. Some yeah. of us are darker than most in here, as you can see. Wow. Bulu was not black this whole time, as you guys thought. <laughs> wow. That's why I never dropped the N-word when you guys were... <laughs> I know most of you guys are like... He's class. He's right? Um... So yeah, so preseasons, uh, you know, gonna be wrapping up here in the next couple of weeks. So right. this is a lot of the players' last chance to really earn a, a roster spot. These are point. these to me are like the precursor games to the yeah. season. I like watching that week prior to the season starting, just because you know you get you got the players at peak. What's peak playing form right now? Right, right. They got all the rust out of their system. They've been a they've been attributed to the system. So they're they're ready to play, right? right? So yeah, um, I'm, I'm excited to see these games. Yes. And they're good games too. Oh, for sure. There's some good. So games. so we'll see how this shakes out. Um, now I was listening to uh, Chris Sims. He was talking about defenses uh, and corners in today's NFL, and I was kind of wondering because you guys are both defensive minds. Uh, I wanted to get your take on it. He basically said, you know, there's a lot of these defenses that run these zone schemes. Right. And he said a team will cannot be successful or cannot win a Super Bowl in today's NFL unless they have corners that can play man-to-man. Because if you're playing an elite quarterback, they will carve up your zone no matter what kind of zone scheme you're running. He said the only exception <laughs> we've seen in recent years was Seattle those couple years. Well, okay. So... Um, so basically, if you if you can't play man, yeah. you're, you're not gonna. Dylan, do you, you want to go first or? You can go ahead. So I am a uh, defensive coordinator on a high school level, mm-hmm. and on a high school level, playing zone is a little bit more manageable because you have quarterbacks who have yet to really develop develop that eye and have the cannon that they need in order to you know, go over top or go in the window like like need be. Right. So, for example, when you have something like trips, when you have a trips package in high school, you can lock in on that outside receiver and pretty much take away that part of the field and run your regular coverage for the other parts of that field. So you can you can lock him up, put him on an island, and then just have cover two or cover three or what have you in high school. Mm-hmm. If you have doubles, right, it doesn't matter what doubles is. It could be two by two with receivers. It could be two receivers on one side and a tight end and a receiver on the other side. It's pretty, it's pretty simple. You can go cover two the whole time. Right. No problem with that. If you got some... Not even freakishly good safeties. If you got somebody back there with a good football IQ that can trace the ball, you have a good chance every time the ball is thrown. Right. Now, when it comes to high school football, going into college football, as you progress into varsity, now we talk about rolling coverages, where you give like a cover three look, but you're really going cover two. Mm-hmm. So whoever that safety is that is in the box, even though he's in the box and like he's going to play run, he, in fact, goes up right. to split that field into halves. Um, or you can give a cover two look, right? And then what ends up happening is, is that <clears throat> you have one safety shade over. Mm-hmm. 
you have the other safety come to the middle of the field, and then that corner has the deep third, where the corner sits flat, and then everybody else does their hook to curl, and there you have a cover three with a roll. It's a cover three with a cover two look, where you roll it. You have cover six, which is like a cover four on one side with a cover two look on the other side. So you can really play around with those because a quarterback in high school, an advanced quarterback is probably a two-read quarterback at best. Right. Other than that, you have quarterbacks that they're freakishly athletic. They look up, one read, nothing, I go. Or I look up, one read, nothing, hit the swing route, hit the bubble screen, do the RPO, whatever the case may be. Now, when you go into the league, when you go into zone, the problem is, is that you have these really good linemen, right? People got to look at the numbers. Some of the best pass rushers in the game get you 12 to 13 sacks a season. And that's a great season. If you really divide it, they're not even getting a sack a game. Right. <clears throat> you have teams that like teams that get the most sacks in the season probably average two sacks a game. Remember, quarterbacks are throwing the ball 30, 40 times a game. So what you're trying to tell me is out of 40 passes, you probably got seven quarterback hurries, four quarterback hits, three sacks. For a defense, that sounds phenomenal. But what that tells me is 33 times a quarterback was able to really sit here and analyze the field. And if you're going to sit in zone, that is a problem, right? Absolutely. Now, when you have something like the Seahawks secondary – it always amazes me how much people's football IQ is so off. Everybody likes to talk about Sherman. Everybody likes to talk about Thomas. But neither one of those are really the catalysts of that Legion of Boom. It's really Cam. Yeah. Cam Chancellor was the safety that played the box and literally played the box out to the middle of the field in that cover three. So you have him in something called like a robber, right? Some people call him a robber. Um, <clears throat> everybody has a particular name for it, right? But the robber is really the name that they have. They've got dog, whatever the case may be. But Cam being able to cover the middle of the field and be able to not just guard or put, put hands on the tight end, but be able to transition from playing run to pass or playing pass to run, he was able to roam around and really clean up the mistakes that the linebackers made or was able to really put punishment on somebody who was coming through the middle. So when you have somebody like Cam who can't play the box and you're taking something like a nickel defense, which is two linebackers, and you're able to shift them over and have Cam look like he's the third linebacker, you got linebackers who can pin their ears back and take off and do what they have to do. Mm -hmm. So the zone can work when you have a freakish athlete like Cam. However, in all other circumstances, if you don't have a corner that can play hard down man-to-man defense, you have an issue, right? Because even on the, the Legion of Boom, they had, what's his name? What's the name of a uh, physical buddy that could put hands on you and, and at least stop you in your tracks a little bit? Browner? Because Browner went to the Patriots too, right, Dylan? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So Browner was, even though he wasn't the best man-to-man guy, but he was physical. You know what I mean? So the importance of playing man in in the NFL is, is paramount. Because you got to look at it like this. Like, who are the last four teams left in the NFL? You this, had, year. this year you had Vikings, Eagles. 
You had Patriots and Jaguars. And Jaguars. Three Jaguars of those four teams are man to man teams. Eagles, Eagles are good man to man teams yeah. too. And the thing about it I is, I feel like that's the only way you can beat a team like the Patriots. And and the funny thing about the Patriots is what people don't realize is okay, <laughs> Patriots do run a zone. Yeah. But the look of the zone starts out as man. Mm-hmm. That's the start of the defense. They never show you the zone. They literally line up in man right. every time right? because they're able to roll their coverage. But while they're rolling their coverage, they still have enough of a football IQ to be able to never lose their discipline mm-hmm. or lose their coverage. So, yeah, the importance of playing man is, is paramount. Okay. Absolutely paramount. Absolutely. Anything you wanted to add to that? or Nope. So I said everything? Um, pretty much. Yeah, you pretty much covered it, bro. Good job. Um, so speaking on uh, Seattle, Richard Sherman, um, I love when he speaks out on things that are going on, whether it's things in the world, things going on in the NFL, because he never minces words. He always knows exactly what to say. He's very eloquent in how he says things. And he kind of sounded off recently on this new helmet rule uh, because of all the flags that have been going on. So he tweeted out, I'm just going to read what he said. Uh, to all those people, including those who made the rule, I want a video of you running full speed and being led by anything, and yeah, being led by anything but your head while also attempting to bring down a moving target. You will soon realize it's impossible. Um, he went on to say, there is no make adjustment to the way you tackle. Even in a perfect form tackle, the body is led by the head. The rule is idiotic and should be dismissed immediately. When you watch rugby players tackle, they are they still lead by their head. This will be flag football soon. He's not lying. Yeah. He's absolutely right. I mean, it's 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 pretty much impossible for you to get a good tackle. It is and, without using. And I think I mean that's something we've already spoke on the last couple of weeks about the helmet. The reason I wanted to bring it up was because the NFL uh, said that they would be discussing it, and they actually did today. Uh, they were going to talk potential tweaks to the rule, like maybe um, implement a potential replay on a oh flag going for it, which would also further delay the game. Um, or, you know, only limiting it to flag being thrown if it's a forceful helmet collision, those kind of things. Um, but the NFL vice president of whatever, whatever, released a statement after their... Their operations probably. Yeah. Uh, their statement says the NFL competition committee met today by conference call to discuss the new use of the helmet rule through the first two weeks of the preseason. The committee, the committee reviewed feedback received from players, coaches, and game officials. Uh, the committee resolved that there will be no changes to the rule as approved by clubs this spring, which which includes no additional use of instant replay. The committee also determined that inadvertent and incidental contact with the helmet and or face mask is not a foul. Um, blase, blase, blase. They'll continue to provide videos of proper tackling. So basically, get ready for a year of this. So two things I want to say. Number one, I got a great tweet for this whole helmet system thing. What's up? Get rid of all of it. Just let them go? Yeah, just, just leave it alone. Like it, I, I don't think it's helping anything. No. And as a matter of fact, even though I'm not in charge of it, I look, you feel like the NFL Rules Committee, Helmet Committee, whatever, they belong on a list. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. They just made the list for this. Oh, yeah, they did. I think they should make it again. No, no, no. <laughs> no, someone else is going to get the list today. Okay. 
But NFL, NFL just got for this last week. So they ain't gonna get it. I don't know how we give it to them every week. That shit is so trash. Dang it. Yeah. That's unfortunate. That's so no, but that's alright. Because we're gonna move from, you know, one thing that should have made the list to something that will make the list. What's going to make the list, broski? Well, first I want to talk about how John Elway is a fucking liar. Ooh. Okay. Hold on one second. Let me see that camera real quick. I'm gonna mess up my whole feng shui I had set up here. I know you had the feng shui set up, but I feel like this should be a completely separate video, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll be back after these messages. Just kidding. We're back. So <laughs> what? We don't have any commercials or any messages because we're waiting for sponsors. Here. Cough, cough, Linton gang. Cough, cough. I don't got commercials yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you said John Elway's a what? He's a fucking liar. A fucking liar. Yeah. Okay. So basically, um, they were talking to him about Colin Kaepernick. Okay. And... Um, you know, because John Elway is one of the many people who's been deposed in this whole collusion case and everything. And um, Elway was basically saying, you know, he's not sure what he's allowed to to say, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway. Right. He, was, he said Kaepernick had his chance here. He didn't agree, so that was on him, basically. He basically put it on Cap. Okay. And that's not the true story. Right. The true story is... <clears throat> Um, Kaepernick was supposed to make, um, 11.9 million. Right. Okay. He was going to get traded from San Francisco to Denver. Right. And Denver would have to eat the 11.9 million. That's, that was his That's hard deal. To make, which right. isn't a lot for a quarterback. No, it's not. Okay. Especially when you don't have a quarterback. Now, Denver offered to pay $7 million of the salary, but the remaining $4.9 million was they were wanting the 49ers to pay that. Now, if you're the 49ers, why would you pay $4.9 million for a player you're getting rid of? That doesn't seem to make sense. So, basically, it was Denver who decided not to go through it. They said, we'll give you $7 million, and Captain Nick was like, no, my, my base salary is $11.9 Like, it's... Just pay me my base salary. Like it's, I'm not asking you to restructure and give me this big deal. Just give me what I'm supposed to be making. Right. And they said no. <clears throat> but John Elway had twisted this whole thing around and made it seem like, oh, well, we offered him a contract and he turned us down. And he didn't give all the details. So he had tried to villainize Colin Kaepernick like, oh, you know, you're doing all this because no team will sign you when you had a chance to sign and you didn't. And it's like, no, you tried to devalue me. You know, he didn't leave that part out. So, here's here's what I think happened. Um, here's what I think happened. Me personally. I think that the um, Denver Broncos, amongst other teams, had a um, common interest in Colin Kaepernick. Let's, let's be honest. He's mm -hmm. a great athlete. And... At the time that the interest was being garnered, if you remember, this was around the same time the whole protesting was occurring, and there was there was people saying out there, well, if Colin Kaepernick agrees to not do the protest or not continue to kneel, 
he can get him some jobs in the league. Mm-hmm. Now, I think in that frame of time, there were teams that were in communication with whether it was him or his people, whatever, his agent, whoever. They were in communication with him saying, hey, you know, we're, we're really thinking about picking you up because we need a quarterback. And when he said, well, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop dealing. Like, I don't, I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really need the job like that. I feel like a lot of teams pulled away. Denver, understanding where they're at and what they need, tried to find a way to be able to finesse it. Like, if they did pick up Kaepernick and was getting any kind of blowback, they could have been like, well, I mean, we picked him up for $4 million. What do you want from us? You wouldn't pick up Kaepernick for $4 million? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And Kaepernick looked at it, and they were kind of hoping that he did need that money for real, or he was actually going to just take it and do what he had to do. And he was like, no, I don't need it. I'm not going to take it. I just don't see the purpose in me doing this. And it became a problem. Now, how I feel about John Elway, I think the way that he handled that was very wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if he really was supposed to be what he is and how he is, then he should have been honest and should have been like, we offered him $11 million and we took it mm-hmm. back because we didn't want to pay him that rest of the rest I of think, that money. I think John Elway is very shady. I think he has his own agenda when it comes to quarterbacks. He wants his guys, and that's it. Um, so for that, do you know what happens when your ego is so massive? That you pass on a on a quality quarterback? Do you know what happens when you think you're better off with Brock Osweiler, Trevor, not so serviceable Simeon, and Paxton Lynch in your quarterback group, and you think that Kaepernick is not worth eleven point nine million? John Elway. You just make a list! (laughs) You know, you just saying that actually could bring up another thing. Maybe he never wanted Kaepernick. I don't think he did. But somebody else did. I don't think he did. He tried to make that deal happen. Yeah. And when he found a way to prevent it, he did. Yep. Okay. So, with that being said, I just want to recap the list so you guys know who's on the list for, for future purposes. Recap it for us. So, so far on the list, we have the Browns for uh, not taking Saquon first overall. Which uh, might not have been so bad. We have, we'll see. We'll uh, see. We have Ben Simmons for scoring one point in 31 minutes. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <sighs> we have Roman Reigns for thinking he is doing his job. I mean, you up there, I mean, hey, By, it's like it's coming to fruition now. Sure. Um, <laughs> we have the NFL for the kneeling policy. We have Ty Lue and J.R. Smith. Thank God. We know what that was for. Four seconds. J.R. Um, we have Swaggy P and Swag Champ. You know, uh, that was for... Cocaine. Yep. Um, everybody should do cocaine. Uh, then we have number seven, Jonas... 
I forget what Jonas did to warrant being put on the list. Jonas was over here just being trash. Jonas from Haitian Husbands. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Haitian Jonas. Husbands for coming on the show one time. He did something, but he got Jonas was being this. Jonas was being a stupid Haitian. Yep, sounds good. Um, <laughs> number eight, the NFL got put on the list again uh, because the of this helmet rule. F A L A. And then number nine, we have John Elway. Damn, football, yeah, I got a lot of niggas. That list yeah. sounds fire to me. So, we're going to go from one quarterback to another, and that is going to be Andrew Luck. Mr. Luck. So, Andrew Luck is back, um, and he actually he struggled in his first game. Because he's trash. Wow. Uh, but, however, he, he got sacked, and he was okay. Yes. And um, that's, I think that was good news for him. He wanted to make sure that... He was going to be able to take a hit. Yes, it seemed um, like he was getting a little emotional in that press conference talking about it. Yes. He hit his arm. He hit his arm, right? Mm-hmm. But then on that same arm, I believe. But I'm not going to lie to you guys. The reason I have Andrew Luck on this list is not because I want to talk about Andrew Luck. Okay. There is a Twitter page that I encourage anybody to follow if they want good humor. It's called Captain Andrew Luck. It's at uh, C-A-P-T Andrew Luck. And they have Andrew Luck dresses like a Union soldier uh, in the Civil War. And all of his tweets, he's writing letters to his mother. So, for instance, uh, the 49ers play, I mean, the, the Colts play the 49ers this week. So the tweet says, Dearest Mother, I have received your care package of baked turtlenecks and seasoned crow's breast. The unit continues to drill as we await the California prospectors. Their leader, Captain Garoppolo, is foretold to be as talented as he is striking. But we shall be ready, Andrew. It's a bunch of tweets like this. So it's like, when I play the Ravens, Dearest Mother, the Raven men lunged at our unit with their beaks, and while some damage was inflicted, no long-term harm occurred. My My sidearm was true, save for one ricochet. Our trusted sniper, Sergeant Vinatieri, Made an impressive shot that dazzled all who witnessed. Andrew. That's all this page is. It's a bunch of letters to his mother. And if you want some good reading, I recommend it. I call that lit. Yes. I call that a lot of time on your hands. I think that... It's toilet humor. Of course. It's, it's, a, it's the Andrew humor. Luck book club. Yeah. It's toilet humor. It's good when you're, when you're on the toilet and just looking through your phone. That's fantastical, yeah. bro. Um, and then the last thing I want to talk about for the NFL is uh, Hard Knocks. Um, episode 3 just happened. Me and Dylan watched it. Did you get a chance to watch it? I yeah. watched some of it. Okay. So a lot of this episode was really just the, the focus on everybody trying to earn their spot. Um, it showed the altercation between Jarvis Landry and Terrence Mitchell. Is that who that was? Mm-hmm. Yes. And... I guess it was a long day of practice, and they were talking shit to each other the whole. And game. receivers be bitching. Yeah, and uh, smoking like a true defensive back. And Jarvis got tripped up on a play, threw the ball in his face, and like they went to the ground and stuff like that. Because offensive players be bitching. Yeah, so I mean, they'll be all right. It happens, but um, I mean, it's it's cool. Like it, it's cool seeing some of the guys. I didn't realize uh, David and Joku is a monster. Like he's only he's he's in his second year and he's huge. Like this man is a tank out there on the field. 
Um, David Njoku is a badass steal. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have a really big year. I feel like um, I think regardless of who they end up having starter at quarterback, I think the Browns are gonna be nice this year. Um, also, they talked about how we've all been saying Tyrod's name wrong. His name is actually Tyrod Taylor. Um, and oh, I guess wow. I guess when he was in college, Lee Corso called him Tyrod, and ever since then, it's kind of just stuck. So yeah, right never cared to fix it. Yeah, he's been like so. Me, he's like, I mean, his mom doesn't Tyrod call him either, just because his mom doesn't call him by his first name, so it doesn't call him by his middle name, Diallo. Diallo, that's yeah, nice. So, so Tyrod. His name is his name, Yeah, his name's Tarod. Tarod. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But everybody, like, Baker calls him Ty. Yeah. He don't care. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't care. But like, like, I'm, I'm not about to be calling him Tarod. Tarod. I'm going to forget to call him Tarod. I'm, I'm going to still call him Tarod. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is what it is. And I like Tyrod anyway. It makes sound like... Master can't use the new names. <laughs> wow. But the, the Browns defense, the starting the starting Browns defense, I think Dylan will agree that they looked on the point. straight. That starting lineup is... Nice. Y'all looking at me crazy when I'm telling you that I have faith in the Browns. Right. I mean, so, I got them 11 and 5 this year. Yeah. So also, also during this episode, Adam's nails and all 15 other teams that uh, you guys have 11 and 5. That's funny. Uh, I don't have 15 teams going 11 and 5. <laughs> I have 11 teams going 11 and 5. So, so in uh, this episode, you, we get to see the Des Bryant visit um, when he came in. Super happy. Went literally to every facility, every member of the staff. Every like room, but every single room in the facility. The barber shop smiles on his face, <laughs> saying what's good. Da, 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 da. We get to see his talk with the coach, and I think that was really the most telling thing because he was like, oh, "This is new." He was sitting there talking to him about you know the opportunity he has, you know, and stuff because the team is moving up and and everything. And Des was kind of taken aback. He's like, "Honestly, like this is new, being able to just sit here and talk to you like this and like being comfortable." You know, he's like, "I'm not used to this." So I mean that's kind of telling that was some real. how he was and that, yeah he's like I'm here for realness yeah so I, was, I think that's really telling of like what his situation was going on in, in Dallas he just didn't feel like people was being real with him he didn't he didn't feel like people were talking to him like a person he was like I like how I he, he just wants players. a family environment he really fucks with Jarvis Landry he wants a family environment where boys and, can be boys and just picture those three starting receivers. Jarvis, Josh, and Dez. That's disgusting. You know who your number four is in the other side? Callaway. Callaway. That's disgusting. And Njoku at tight end? Bro. That's my man. With with Nick Chubb and uh, Carlos Hyde at running back? Duke. Duke as your receiving running back. What? That's crazy. That's bananas. That's crazy. So we'll see what happens um, in the next couple weeks here, whether they sign him or not. I think it'd be awesome. Why they not? do Give sign him, him though? That's the I feel like if they do sign him, I don't think that receiving core stays together that long. No, well, he only wants a one-year contract anyway. So, I mean, you I can just like revisit this situation next year. Exactly. There's no, I, I feel like hurt. Callaway, Callaway, I feel like Callaway's a talent that could end up being a starter somewhere. Yeah. So I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if they got trade bait. Him or Josh Gordon. (laughs) They got pick bait, so it'll work. And speaking of Josh Gordon, at the end of the episode, Josh Gordon returned Mm -hmm. to Cleveland. So looking like a tight end. That boy's huge. I mean, it's massive. So I don't know. These, I think I'm looking for these last couple episodes of Hard Knocks just to see how the final roster pans out. Also, their backup tight end uh, could potentially be nice too. Could juice. 
Only the juice, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's David Kajusa or some shit like that. I know you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, he's good. They're pretty straight. He had people try to see <laughs> He was asking fans if they wanted a signature. He was like, hey, this is an investment. It's an investment. <laughs> Five years from now, I promise you, it's going to be worth a lot. It's like, I sure don't take When it. people say stuff like that, bro, you mean it. Yeah. Take heed, man. That's what's up. Yeah, so that's all I got for, for football. So before moving on, let me see that camera one more time. We're about to finish it up, bro. We can't have the whole show on IGTV. Yeah, yeah. They got to listen to the rest of the show. Can you please pass the camera? (laughs) Yeah, I'll try to see how long I keep that face. Dylan's so childish. (laughs) Anyway, appreciate (laughs) y'all on IGTV listening to us, watching us. If you guys want to find us on other forms of social media, where can they find us? Um, You can follow us on Twitter at balls underscore podcasts. Um... If they're listening on IG, they already follow us on IG then, right? Right. Okay, so you got to also like email us, ballsportspodcast at gmail.com. You can leave questions, comments. Make sure y'all follow polls, dance true. (laughs) Got him. See, that's how you get it out of camera time. Got you follow that. Yikes. Anything you'd like to say for the good of the IG followers? Hey, man, it's lit in game, baby. Y'all make sure y'all pull up tonight, man, 8 o'clock, man. Greek showcase. All right, we appreciate y'all, man. Just vibe with us, bang with us. You already know what time it is. If you want to hear the rest of the show, we're everywhere. Anywhere you can find podcasts, Spotify, Google Music, Yahoo, Apple Podcasts, AOL, you can, you can get Alexa Google to get on our radio. Siri knows who we are. <laughs> hey, man, hey, just fuck with us, man. Fuck with us. SoundCloud. So, we need to move on to the... W W E the double V double V the <laughs> okay so some Dylan's so fucking childish. <laughs> All right. Um, so, SummerSlam was this past Sunday. It was. Uh, before we get into our thoughts on it, I'm going to give you guys the winners of the picks. Okay. I thought it was the Sunday that just passed. This past Sunday. Damn. <laughs> so, in third place, rightfully so, Dylan. Oh. I figured that. Went eight and five. Yeah. On the picks. I figured that. In second place was me. I went nine and four, which means in first place was Nels. Went ten and three. Listen, this is two pay per views in a row, baby. I definitely got the last one. Yeah, you did. Dang, I was about to start <laughs> Wait, we so got excited so for no reason. <laughs> which, one that, which one did I win? The one before that? Two out of three ain't bad. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't remember it. I don't recall a WWE. I did win a WWE. Nah, I'm gonna listen to every single. I'm gonna listen to every single Ball Sports podcast episode ever, and I'm gonna get it right. But all right, so what was your guys' overall thoughts on the show? Any any moments that stuck out to you? What was your guys' match of the night? Mine, I'd have to say, was probably. Well, who won? Who they? Who won they stuff? Who won they matches? I forgot. Do you want me to go through all of them? Yeah. 
Alright, I'm just gonna do the main card ones though, because whatever. Yeah, if the. Um, New D. New Day beat the Bludgeon Brothers by disqualification, so they didn't win the titles, but they actually just won them on SmackDown last night. Who would I have for that? The Bludgeon we all, Brothers? We all, no, we all picked the New Day, but they won, technically. They oh, just okay, didn't win the titles. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see what my thoughts was then. Demon Finn Balor came out, which was Ooh, dope. That, that was, was dope. Uh, he beat Baron Corbin. As we all picked. Uh, the Miz beat Daniel Bryan because he used the brass knuckles. I think we picked it. I picked the Miz. No, we both I picked Bryan. He picked the Miz. Picked the Miz. Um, Shinsuke beat Jeff Hardy, which we all called. Um, Seth beat Dolph Ziggler. You had picked Seth. We picked Ziggler. I mean, we picked Seth. You picked Ziggler, Dylan. Sorry. Um, Braun Strowman beat KO. We all picked Braun. Uh, Charlotte beat Becky Lynch and Carmella. I picked yeah. Charlotte. You got and then Becky, Becky. It's fine though because Becky Lynch whooped her ass. Yeah, but this heel turn didn't isn't panning out already. Um, I'll okay. tell you why in a second. Um, Rousey. But that wasn't really like a heel turn. That was like yeah, a, no, it was my championship. No, no, it was. I'll tell you why in a second. So Rousey beat Bliss uh, to become the Raw Women's Championship. Me and Nels both took Rousey. Uh, Samoa Joe beat Styles technically by disqualification, but Styles re- retained. Um, cause remember he hit Joe with the chair and started beating the shit out of him, and then and then they talk about his wife. Yeah, and then Reigns beat Lesnar. I think probably Styles versus Joe is my match of the night. Yeah, Styles was. They were beating the fuck out of each other that whole match. Finn Balor match is the match of the night for me. That was a quick nothing match. The entrance, I mean, the entrance was match. Yeah. You no, know, the reason why I'm saying that is because the man they get a hit in. The match was like thirty seconds. He didn't get like a punch. The reason why I made that the match of the night is because I'm happy that there is some kind of entity in the WWE that is making its way to being untouchable. Mm. Like we had like the Undertaker, Until and they it was fuck supposed it up. to be Bray Wyatt, and they messed that Until up. They fuck it up. They Hopefully they don't mess up the, this demon, the demon thing. Like, the demon he comes came out. In there the demon is supposed to. Yeah, he's supposed to snap. That's the point. And he he gave him the whole move set and didn't let him get one touch in. Yeah. Pin them one, two, three. Absolutely. Right there in that match. One, two, three. And if there's anybody who actually is able to beat him or at least have a match with him, then it needs to that person needs to get built up like, yo, this is a strong competitor or whatever the case may be. You can't have no scrub right. beating the, the 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 other side of this of this character. Right. You know what I mean? So um That's why that was my favorite. Match. I wasn't a fan of how SummerSlam ended. Um, I thought it was kind of ended on a sour note because we were all kind of expecting Braun to cash in and then everything happened with Lesnar. Like, Roman Reigns won really quick and then show was over. Like, it was kind of just like a flat ending to a show that otherwise had been pretty good. Yeah, it was a great show. They ended it flat again with Roman Reigns again. Like, Seth and Dolph was a great match. They they ended Raw better. The triple threat was great. (laughs) They ended Raw better than they ended SummerSlam. Yeah, before we'll get we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> so, any other big takeaways from SummerSlam, or is that about it? Like I, I said, mean, it, it was Joe, really Joe Styles, I think, was matching the night personally. It was really good. What happened with Becky Lynch? Okay, I'm gonna get that. So Monday Night Raw, Shield reunited. Okay. Uh, they stopped Braun. The main event was uh, Finn Balor versus Roman Reigns for the title, and just as Roman was about to win, Braun's music hit. He came out. Um, Reigns beat Finn and Braun Strowman got in the ring and then the Shields music hit. They came out wearing their signature, you know, like all black, like Seth was wearing the gloves and the vests and everything like that. 
they came out. They all beat the fuck out of Braun, powerbombed him through the table and stuff. So they're they're back together. I mean, who knows how long that'll last? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty exciting though. So yeah, I can't wait for Demon Finn Balor to come um, and take that belt from one of y'all. Why? It's gonna happen. So they also announced at Evolution the all women's pay per view um, that's gonna be coming up in October. Um, Alexa Bliss will be fighting Trish Stratus. Uh, that's one of the matches <laughs> so far. So, yeah, so that's confirmed. Um, now on SmackDown, the issue with the whole Becky Lynch thing, and um, see WWE, Vince needs to pay attention to what the crowd is saying. Yeah, they fucking they really So they were cheering for Becky when she was beating the fuck out of Charlotte. Okay? So you should have taken that as, okay, Becky's still a face, she just got frustrated, whatever. And that would have been a good opportunity to turn Charlotte heel if you want to turn somebody heel. Because she'd be like, oh, you guys just cheer for that? Like, you Don't tell me he had to go out there to side of the crowd. They did. Becky went out there. This is my opportunity. This should have been me. And then she started to yell at the crowd going, you you guys weren't there for me the whole time, were you? And then the whole crowd goes, yes. And she kind of looked stupid by saying that. She's like, no, I don't think so. And stuff. It's like, you look dumb. They shouldn't be going through with this. So then Charlotte comes out. They have a whole brawl, like the locker rooms, like separates them. Like they're going at it. Like shit was cool. It was dope. What I'm hoping they end up doing, and please WWE listen to this podcast and get this shit right. At the next pay per view, which is Hell in a Cell, when these two fight each other inside Hell in a Cell, do a double turn. Turn Becky back face. Turn Charlotte heel. Because Becky, Becky Lynch could easily come on mic the next day after she wins. Again. Yeah, you guys me. really were with me the whole time. And Sean could be like, you guys cheered all these times when she was jumping me and doing this shit. And I had done nothing wrong to you guys. And, and then, so now Charlotte's heel. And we gotta live with that. It gotta be a delicious match. Charlotte's like, a much better heel as it is because she has that kind of pompous, you know, she even calls her the queen, whatever. That's, that's heel. Mm-hmm. Like, don't. It needs to be a nice match. Becky Lynch needs to come off that cell and onto the damn. She needs to, she needs to jump off that cell and onto a table. Some shit. Yeah. Um, I feel like not feel like she's going to. I feel like some, she's gonna. Yeah, somebody will. Somebody, somebody will. They're gonna take a big bump. Um, also, Samoa Joe beat the fuck out of AJ Styles on SmackDown. <laughs> Why you say like? Because he did know AJ was getting interviewed and Samoa Joe beat the fuck out of him. <laughs> Walked into right in front of the camera and said, "Hey, Wendy." Mm. Which is AJ's wife. That's it. And then walked away. I was like, bruh. Nah, because AJ filet mignoned his ass. Samoa Joe is the best heel on the main roster. Oh, yeah. He clean with it. He's the best heel on the main roster. Not in the WWE because there's one guy in NXT, I think, is the best heel in the whole company, to be honest with you. And who's that? Tommaso Ciampa. He comes out to no music, just straight boobs. Like, his graphic (laughs) comes up, he walks out, and it's just a chorus of boobs. And he's just... Like, the crossword chain psycho killer because he looks like a fucking psycho killer. Like, it's... He's incredible. When they call him up, it's going to be insane. Um, no, but Samoa Joe is... Lights out. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing how those progress. Also, uh, apparently one of the Bludgeon Brothers got hurt at SummerSlam. Oh, yeah, He tore his bicep. So, oh, bicep? Yeah. So last nice. night... So he still wrestled last night on SmackDown. And they lost the And title. they lost the titles to New Day. Gives up a reason to lose a title. And that was a hellacious match. That was a no DQ match. Like, there was, like, chairs and, like, they were choke slamming them uh, New Day on ladders and stuff. And it wasn't even Big E fighting. It was the it was Kofi and Xavier. Ooh. And they won the titles. That shit was fire. That match was fire. Um, 
So yeah. So yeah. WWE's doing good things right now. We'll see how long they last until they start fucking shit up again. It's pretty good, actually. Yeah. But I think we had another WWE conversation we had to have real quick. The Rock will present the conversation. <laughs> Fuck all that. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay, no, I'm saying I've been watching WWE older videos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like legit back to back shows. Like I'm legit going from like I started in '97 and I'm at the middle of '98 or all. I've watched every pay per view in between. That's what, like legit what I do when I get home. So you're just going through the anthology pretty much. Yeah, I'm trying to see yeah. all these storylines where all these dudes came from. I'm not gonna lie to you, I lost a lot of respect for The Rock. You're still, like, on, You're still early on, though. You're still early on. I am, but not. I see where I see where I see that it doesn't hit prime where people are liking him. But the fact that I see how you gain a lot of your popularity, and me as a fan, I feel like watching it, it was forced. Mm. Like back then, they were forcing things on people. And the reason I respect dudes like Stone Cold is Stone Cold said some shit, and they just liked it on sight. Like the immediately, you didn't have to sit there and repeat it and throw it in your face all day. But The Rock, he had so many of his like known things that he says and that people gravitate towards. Too, they threw like they threw that down your neck to get you to he like it. Like the you smell what The Rock is cooking. Like they had that as a lame ass intro to his song to his theme music at one point. Yeah, oh, that was before it was. It was yeah, exactly. You had that as a lame ass intro to the song every single time the Nation of Domination came out. And then you feel me like then he had the uh, the people's elbow was trash for a long time. Like yeah. I'm like, you never even got a pinfall off of it. And you kept doing it. And people, but now people swear it's like the biggest move, the most electrifying move. move. No, the hell it's not. It shit can't win you no match. So why is it on this so hard? And like The ride bottom's better. Yeah, and then the biggest thing for me was the way he won his matches have been trash as hell. Like when he became the rock, like most of his title wins, title defenses, have been like awesome Fugazi interference. Mm-hmm. He's retained his title ridiculous amounts of times off ridiculous disqualifications, off him being a pussy, what? Everything and gets better. He gets better. It, but still, like, the fact that that's what extend, like, you came in, like, you're the rock. You started as a heel. I didn't even know. You didn't really start as a heel. You started as a nobody. And then became. When he was rocking my head. Yeah, and then you was trash, and then you became a heel. Shout out to Farouk. You need to thank Farouk in your um in your speech. I didn't know Farouk was that big. Farouk really yeah. got name like Farouk really put black he was the leader people. of the nation of domination. Farouk yeah. put niggas on the map in the WWE, and I didn't even realize that at all. Like you put D'Lo Brown on the map, you put the Rock Henry. on the map, you put Mark Henry on the map, you put the Godfather on the map. He did. Yeah. You like <laughs> you did it like he did a lot. And you feel me? But like, I feel like The Rock. Yeah, I was like, I didn't realize how The Rock's upbringing was, or like a lot of stuff that we say about The Rock now and that people love was something that was like, I feel like it was forced upon you. Yeah. The um, Stone Cold, somewhere didn't I whoop your ass? And Stone Cold, that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. They was gravitating towards that off rip. It didn't take yeah. long for the crowd to start saying that. You feel me? It didn't take long for the three sixteen thing to start happening. Everything that Stone Cold did. The crowd gravitated to from jump. I think I think you'll you'll start to to appreciate it more once The Rock turns face and starts his like 
apex, like because okay. his wrestling strength too. And his, yeah, I mean, he's never been the best in ring worker. That's, yeah, I mean, but he's entertaining. I like, he tells a good story, but that's like I feel like the thing I didn't like about him is like as compared to other heels, he wouldn't even like. Be close to winning his matches when he folds and leaves and then gets a DQ or like right. It's like you almost you get Ken Shamrock gave you that work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, now, but once he gets to the point where like he's getting backstage interviews and they're like asking questions and he's like, no, 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 be quiet. They're chanting The Rock's name, and then all of a sudden you hear yeah. the whole crowd. I start, feel you, but that's when it's like okay. I feel you. It's like it's just the yeah. fact that it's like I felt like, I didn't like the fact that they were like that's because you know we're ramming down down people's throats. Right. To right. get him to like it. That's what I don't like. Is that they're like, y'all really were pushing that. Right. Hard. It's like, y'all gonna run with this quote well, that yeah. he's going to say, even if you don't want to. I mean, we still see it in today's wrestlers. That's what Vince does. That's Vince's blueprint. Mm, man. It sure is. But that's what I like to do is that they were, it, 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 clicked, that it clicked from jump. Dude Stone said it wasn't supposed to happen with. Mm-hmm. Stone Cold. Mankind. Mankind. This shit is crazy. Like it's it's one Shawn of these, Michaels. These people that it wasn't supposed to yeah, because he's small. Mm-hmm. He was a small guy. Like Vince Shawn is like Michaels, the small guys, yeah. The Undertaker. Now I'm seeing I'm at the part where the Undertaker is now it's like the Ministry of Darkness music's dropped oh, yeah. So yeah, I can tell he's about to turn on some cold spaz right boys, yeah. Is he fucking with the brood like this brood? Not yet. Oh. Him and Stone Cold oh, are tag team about, The brood about to show Him up. Stone Cold are tag team champions. Oh yeah, you get you're getting close. Oh shit about to pop off then. Yeah. I agree with everything that you said, though. I've I've never really been. I'm not gonna say I haven't been fond of the. I'm Rock. fond of I, the Rock. Is just I respect him because I guess like he he was good when he got there, but I just I can't like there's just some wrestlers I can't put him over like I can't put him over Shawn Michaels. I can no longer put him over Shawn Michaels. Shawn right. Michaels is top. I feel like Shawn Michaels. I'm a huge Undertaker fan, so I'm gonna say Undertaker is my favorite wrestler of all time. Yeah. Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold, easily are top and number two. See my my favorites in who I think is best are different from me. I feel you. Like, Sting is my favorite wrestler of all time. For personally, just because growing up as a kid, like, Sting was amazing to me. I don't think he's the best wrestler of all time, though. Okay, so only for that, then I'll say Undertaker is my favorite wrestler of all time. I think Shawn Michaels is the greatest. I think Shawn Michaels is the greatest wrestler of all time. Yeah. Not going to yeah, that is my number one favorite wrestler. That, so that, he's actually, him and... I, it's really hard. Between him and Stone Cold, yeah. bro, I don't know. yeah. It might, it's a tie between him and Stone Cold for me. Because Stone Cold is mean. Like, yeah. I'm, that's, a, that's a polarizing figure right it's, there. It's, it's tough, man. So it's, yeah, it's tough. That was such a great time like time span for that wrestling. That period is crazy. Oh, my If anybody gosh. has a WWE Network, you can get it for nine. Fuck y'all. Y'all ain't paying me. Yeah, word. But anyways, y'all should get that shit. That shit good. WWE Network can put you on game. Especially since WWE built Luke as a late. But now nah, apparently he's looking up. Facts. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> I thought I was going to promo for y'all, bitch. Damn, that's the longest we ever talked about wrestling. Was ever. It was. It was nice. pretty good. Nice conversation, man. Thanks, hey, well, we're moving on to the end. B. Pussyfoot sport. A. The N.A. The Bosley. A.A. The Bosley. The Bosley. The Bosley. The elbow lead. We throw fists. We throw bows. Drop bows on them. We drop bows on them. Then we throw them bows. Okay. So. Yeah, I was about to say, no, this is your, this is your segment. Okay. Um, 
So there's been footage of LeBron, Kawhi, and Kevin Durant working out together, along with uh, instances where Westbrook has dropped by to work out a little bit. Um, who else has also dropped by to work out a little bit? Uh, did I just say Carmelo? No. Oh, Carmelo's also dropped by to work out a little bit too. <laughs> I don't even know why you thought you said Carmelo. You ain't say nobody. Say Carmelo. With, you ain't say nobody um, with three syllables in their name. So those guys have been working out together, but primarily it's been LeBron, Kawhi, and KD. You think there's any meaning behind that? Yes. No, I think those are just a bunch of all stars getting together, working out, making each other better. Especially okay. based on the names you just dropped. That's all I can see off of it. I think all three are on the Lakers within the next three years. Oh, I don't think what? so. Hell no. Hell no. You wild. You big wild. Really? <laughs> That's a bullshit. That is. A this, hot is not, and this is not too big. I'm not gonna lie. Maybe two of the three. Maybe, but not. But the fact is, no. Then you woke up. <gasps> what? And then you wake up. I don't. I don't, I don't think there's anything there. The fact that. You just said Russell's popped up, stopped by. I mean, that? I can see Russell Westbrook going to the Lakers. I feel you, but the fact that it doesn't just because Bron's name is first, Kawhi's name is still on here, KD's name is still on here, Russell's name. These are nothing but all stars, superstars working out together. Hey, sorry to change the subject a little bit. Speaking of Bron, though, did you hear Lonzo Ball or not Lonzo Levar Ball say that the Lakers are, are Lonzo's team, not LeBron's team? Yeah, that that boy's <laughs> Yo, shut up, bro. LeVar Ball has got no friends. That is a fact. Shut up. Dude, is annoying. No, but I did see uh, about Clay Thompson, what me and Dylan already knew. Okay, tell us about it. Clay Daddy. Clay Daddy said that he, he, he said to mark your calendars next year, Clay will resign. With the Warriors, and he plans to retire with the Warriors. Oh, son, he's, he's good. Gucci, he's good. Oh, you dumbass! Clay left his own team. Shut up. No, he does he not. The hell, he don't. He's happy for what? Happy. I'm a three-time NBA champ. That's true. He wakes up every morning and just puts on Happy by Pharrell. <laughs> he's, he's good. Man. I could see him <laughs> waking he's up walking around really the house. <laughs> really childish. Yeah, I'm telling you. That nigga's good. Y'all are really talented. I'm a three-time NBA champ, and I'm light-skinned. Valid. <laughs> so, Kobe Bryant. Well, not even Kobe Bryant. Steven Jackson. Is and it I Steven believe, or Stefan? I think it's Steven. Because when I see S-T-E-P-H-A-N, some people say Stefan, but like my dad's how my dad spells his name, and he's Steven. I just be wondering. Yeah, I think it's Steven Jackson. It looks like Stefan. So, Steven Jackson and Katino Mobley, who are members of the Big Three team, um, I really don't remember what the what their Big Three team is named, but I know he's in the Big Three, him and Katino Mobley. Yeah. Um, and Steven Jackson and Katino Mobley was asked a question about, with the physicality that they play with in the Big Three, could Kobe Bryant ever play in the Big Three? I'm not even going to say the answer. I'm going to just find the clip and of play course. it for you guys. Yes. And play with Shaq and one, four. <laughs> three. One question, y'all. Oh, yeah, three. 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 Three.
Who's laughing? Who's that old people? Who old people laughing? Who booked this? I said, get him out of here. Just fine in the you know, big three. He was that's a that's a reporter who thought strolls strictly on the 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 narrative of Kobe's a ball hawk, Kobe's this, Kobe has to take every shot, Kobe's that. That's well, why now he can. It's a three on three. <laughs> I I think Kobe would would snap. I think it would do great for Big Three's viewership too. I agree. I agree. Get more well, Kobe's not going to why not? Kobe don't want to go to no big three, bro. It's not like it's a big workload. Kobe might For what? What reason does he have to go to big three? Because isn't it all in the same arena, too? Just... No, they travels from yeah, city to city. What reason does he really have to No, they, they played in other arenas. They don't play, like, a bunch of arenas, but I think they've done, like, Chicago, LA, New York. Oh, okay. Yeah. What reason would Kobe really have to go to play big three? Yeah, if he just misses basketball. I doubt the man misses basketball after playing. How many years? He, he, made, a, he made a movie about it. 20. Shit. He might. I mean, he could make a movie about it. That's just bread. I don't know. That's never, he's hasn't done movies. But, it, but, it, but it's one of the things, too. Like, if you know, you're used to doing something for, like you said, 20 years. And then you just, like, stop. I mean, Part you know, like, I, mean, you, I mean, that's what most dudes do. It's just a matter of figuring I mean, out. But they still, a lot of those dudes play. miss the game, too, though. Yeah, that's why you coach. Yeah, you but, but, if he has, but if he doesn't have an interest in coaching and he still has the ability to play, why not? It's not as serious. It's kind of... I don't think somebody of his caliber will go to big three. You think it's a downgrade? Yeah. As far as... Okay. I mean... That's a bit... I didn't want to say it, but it's like, yeah, like... It would, it would, it would, it would, it is, but it's like there's not no Kobe's. It would make him some good money yeah, if he was to do it. It would, but I think Kobe could make money. I mean, I, I agree, but I'm saying it'd be cool. It would be different. It would be like a good summer shit. Summer, like, little, hey, y'all, got, y'all trying to get... I don't know. I don't see Kobe doing this. Like, I feel you. I mean, it's hard to say for Kobe because he's, I mean, he's some people's, he's in some people's top five all time. Yeah, so it's like, what is... I've never heard about anybody else being brought up about any other top five Hall of Fame guy. Allen Iverson was playing in it for a little bit. No, but yeah, Allen Iverson's Allen Iverson. Though. Like, you got... I feel like Allen Iverson was doing that because, like, he had so much more to prove than Kobe did. You never won a ring. Your career was always in question for people. It's like, you always feel like, I'm going to prove to the world, like, I'm still me. Yeah. Kobe don't got to prove that to nobody. What do I need to still play basketball for? Okay. Because Kobe wanted to still play basketball, he would have not retired, and the Lakers would have been just fine with it. Sheesh. Well... Speaking of fans, mm-hmm. 
The New York Knickerbockers. Did y'all see that? Yeah, I saw it. I didn't. So, so fanhood? What is that? About it? All right, so there's a Knicks fan, basically, who's just, he's fed up. The Knickerbockers? Yeah. The Knicks gonna take it this year. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna read, I'm not gonna read, like, his whole diatribe of what he put, like, it's, it's pretty sad. But basically, he's selling his um, fanhood on eBay for $1,973, and if you win the bid, you get to choose which team he roots for now. Instead, and he will switch his entire fanhood. <laughs> He's that fed up with the Knicks. I mean, I don't see anybody actually doing that. I just think it's that funny that it's got to that point for Knicks fans that they just so over it. Not even that, but he said on his the uh, caption, "I hate the Knicks. I love the Knicks, but I hate the Knicks." After all the ups, downs, more downs, more downs, infinite downs, I have reached my absolute breaking point. As of this moment, my New York Knicks fanhood is officially for sale. Whoever wins the bid can make this fan adopt a team of their choosing. He will then attend at least one home and away game, buy multiple jerseys, and place a $500 bet on the squad topping its over-under, among other things. And there's already two bids that have been put down on this. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The Knicks have hit an all-time low. The, the, the Knicks gonna take it this year. The Knickerbockers. We taking it this year, though, fam. Oh, Mars, fam. You're... Oh, guys, fam. Oh, my mother, she ain't taking it this year, fam. So... We're not playing this year, son. The Knicks taking it this year, fam. I think that wraps it up for the Major League Baseball. Oh, Mars, fam. You said Major League Baseball. I said Major yeah. League Baseball. That wraps it you up for that. You buggies, hey? The Mets taking it this year too, hey? What you mean, hey? You buggies, hey? Most Knicks fans are Yankee fans. Don't go. No, some are Nets fans. My granddad is, in, is a New York Knicks fan and a Mets fan. Mm-hmm. You know, they as garbage. So yeah, that was it for the NBA. We're going to move on to the MLB. The So, what about it, hey? But it's the same. It's the same old. But uh, oh, actually, it's not the same. Boston been taking. Can't believe I just said that. Thing. The Cardinals, who I was telling you was like four or five games back, mm-hmm. leapfrogged the Brewers for second place in the National League Central and second place in the Wild Card. So as of right now, if the playoffs were to start today, the Brewers are out. How much longer till the playoffs start? Too. Uh, that's a good question. Like next month, it's about it's about a month away. Yeah, Ooh. yep, it's about a month away. Cause right now we're at one hundred and twenty eight games, one hundred and twenty nine games, and one hundred and sixty two game season. So it's about a month, give or take. Yeah, it's about a month. So I mean, everything else stayed the same. You got Red Sox, Indians, Astros, Athletics are running away with it from the Mariners. Mm. And the Yankees. That's what it's looking like right now. Um, so you probably have, if the playoffs were to start today, you would have the Astros going against the Athletics. And you'd have the Indians. No, 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 I'm tripping. I'm sorry. For the wild card game, you would have the Yankees going against the Athletics. And the winner of that 
would go up against the Red Sox. <laughs> Yankees, please win. Please. And then in the National League... Win, man. Oh, would, gosh. I gotta win, man. I don't like this version of you. I miss Max. Oh, you dance, I miss Max. I'm here, Shane's nigga in New York, Shane's great coin, you Fuck you talking about, nigga? I don't care what you talking about, nigga. I'm here, Shane. So, right now in the wild card game, you would have the Cardinals against the Rockies. And then the winner of that would end up playing the Cubs. And then you'd have the Braves going against the Diamondbacks. So, that's what it's looking like right now. Bet. Um, anything could change, really, but the only change that would probably happen is the Athletic and Astros on top of the NL of the AOS and the Diamondbacks and the Rockies in the NL West. Cardinals are hot, though, so if the Cubs don't get it together, then the Cardinals could end up coming out winning the AL Central, would be, which would be crazy because they were like seven games ahead of them like a month ago. So that's it for the MLB. Bet. So, moving on to underrated bars of fame. Anybody drop no bars, Hank? I you have. You swear you drop bars, Hank? Come on, Hank. Niggas from New York, Hank. No, you niggas from New York be dropping bars, Hank. You from Boston, Nick. What the fuck y'all niggas talking about? You from Boston, Nick, Hank. Wow. That's your friend. No, it's, it's not. Nah, Hank. Niggas from New York, nigga. Brooklyn, nigga. Fuck you niggas talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a third spot open for the podcast. Nigga, I've been trying to get a bite in your meeting, so you ain't saying nice, hey? Bye, the door's right there. Bye. Bye. What you saying, hey? Bye. So anyway, I did have a song, but I changed it just because of the topic that we were talking about earlier on One Gotta Go. So only reason only reason or was it before? It was Jeezy. Was it Jeezy? Yeah, Jeezy. What was the song you had before? Oh no, it wasn't Jeezy. I was gonna do another song. Okay. But, but, I realized... Was it Ether? You got the rain. Ah, I see what you did there. You're late. You're late. So, the reason why I changed it up is because this song is really, really good. But not only is this, like, some of the best bars that have been spat probably since that song dropped, but this person himself... His whole catalog is underrated. His flow is underrated. His meaning to the game is underrated. Florida. Ludacris. Ludacris is severely underrated. When you talk about best rappers in the South, nobody ever mentions Ludacris. So, just to give people a good idea, we're going to do Southern Southern Hospitality. That's what we're going to do. Southern Hospitality. Right? Um... I believe that beat was made I by... I do that Southern Hospitality, shout. I think that beat was made by uh, Pharrell. From oh, Pharrell saying. made that beat, shout. So, he goes, Cadillac Grills, Cadillac Mills. Check out the oil my Cadillac spills. Matter of fact, candy paint, Cadillacs kill. So check out the hose my Cadillac fills. 20 inch wide, 20 inch high. Hold oh, don't you like my 20 inch ride. 20 inch thighs make 20 inch eyes. Open for American 20-inch pies. Pretty-ass clothes, pretty-ass toes. Oh, how I love these pretty-ass hoes. Pretty-ass high-class anything goes. Catch them in the club throwing pretty-ass bows. Long-drawn draws, long-drawn stalls. Any 
This makes my long john pause. Women on their cell making long john calls, and if they like to juggle, get it. Long John's balls. That's a great song. All the players. Yeah, that album. Yeah, he's all the players in the house that can buy the bar and the balling ass Negroes with the candy cars. If you're a pimp and you know that you don't love them hoes, when you get on the floor, Negro, throw them balls. All my women in the house, if you're cash and cash. And you've got some big titties with, with a, a big old ass. With your fly ass boots or your open toes. When you get on the floor, just throw them bones. Dirty South mind blowing dirty South bread. bread. Catfish fried up dirty South food. Sleep in a cop picking dirty South bed. Dirty South girls give me dirty South. Head. Hand me down flip flops. Hand me down socks. Hand me down drug dealers. Hand me down rocks. Hand me down 50 packs with some sweets. Box. <laughs> And good fella rich niggas hand me down stocks. Mouthful of platinum, mouthful of gold. gold. 40 Glock cow, keep your mouth on. Hold. Lie through your teeth, you could find your mouth cold and rip out your tongue because of what your mouth told. Mm. Sweat for the lemonade, sweat for the tea, sweat from the hot sauce, sweat from the D. And you can sweat from a burn in the third degree. If you sweat in your sleep, then you sweat from me. Mm. All my players in the house that can buy the bar. And the balling ass Negroes with the candy cards. If you're a pimp and you know that you don't love them hoes, when you get on the floor, just throw them bows. All my women in the house, if you're chasing cash and you got some big titties with a matching ass, with your fly ass boots or your open toes, when you get on the floor, just throw them bows. Hit by stars, hit by cars, drunk off the liquor, getting hit by bars. Keep your girl close because she's a hit by far. Hit by the Neptunes, hit by guitars. Afro picks, Afro chicks. I let my soul go from my Afro. Rabbit out the hat, pulling Afro tricks. <laughs> Afro American, Afro thick. Overall country, overall jeans. Overall Georgia, we overall clean. Southern hospitality or overall mean. Overall triple, overall beans. Thugged out Negroes wear thugged out chains. Thugged out blocks, link thugged out games. All black tint up, thugged out range. DTPs, they doing thugged out things. Underrated bars of fame. Ludacris. Luda! Luda! <laughs> Out of the 913, 804, 615, 818. So, 91. Not bad. 823. Not bad at all. So, I, I think we're done tonight. Sounds good. Brilliant! So, I think uh, we're going to wrap it up here. And, uh, you know, if they want to get in contact with us for the second time, where can they email us at, bro? They can email us at ballsportspodcast at gmail.com. What about on Twitter? Balls underscore podcast. And what about on, what did I just say? The Grizzy. On what Instagram. about on Instagram? Balls underscore sports underscore podcast. Yeah, man. You gotta follow me on the Grizzy, man. This is exciting. Did the music already start? Nah. Nah. But it did when you asked. Yeah. Damn, I'm not going to that one. Nope, not at all. Yeah, you're way behind. Way That's behind. Dead. So anyway, <laughs> I hope I'm right on the shit. You no, probably not. There's no. money in my pocket. I'm probably going to. Yeah, you probably not. <laughs> hey, we appreciate y'all for you know. Get some money in your pocket. Uh, you probably up. You're way off. 
I'll do this first. I'll probably wait, y'all. We appreciate y'all for listening. Y'all could be listening to any podcast, but you're listening to us, and we really appreciate that. Yeah. Hey, we're going to Mexico, so we're going to fuck with y'all next week. We out of here. Bye, hoes. A wizard is never late. You know, this is your time. Dressing like money, I'm with so many dimes. I think I'm probably cashing a hundred. I'm losing breath because I'm running from what you becoming. I don't do this for the fame. Every day I'm working, trying to elevate my game. They try to bust me in, but I cannot be content.